Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match up to $100. In this episode, we are dual sport athletes. We will be doing one pick for Thursday night football, two picks in the MLB, one MLB prop, and two props for the Browns versus the Steelers. We're going to start with MLB, but first we're going to start with a recap because we have won five straight games. We are 5-0 and in the MLB to start the week, and we achieved that 40-unit goal. Rangers versus Angels over 8.5, that hit by the grace of our Lord above. I mean, that was just an error by the Angels at the end. Finished with nine runs. Tigers versus Orioles, same thing. Went over eight, but it ended at nine runs in the bottom of the eighth inning by the Orioles. None of these should have hit, but that's baseball for you. It's never over. It's the best sport in the world. We have two MLB picks, like I said. Plenty of props. Thursday night football. We're 17-4 and four in the, and 1 in the NFL so far. And we are 212-172, winning at a 55% rate, plus 41.44 units in the MLB. The first MLB game is Houston Astros versus the Baltimore Orioles. Starts at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. It's Justin Verlander, a righty for the Astros, who's 17-3 with a 1.78 ERA and a 0.83 whip. Taking on Kyle Bradish, a righty for the Orioles, who's 3-7 with a 5.05 ERA and a 1.45 whip. We head to Baltimore for the first game of a four-game set. Justin Verlander returns from injury, and Kyle Bradish will get the ball for the Orioles. This should be a great game, as Baltimore is building momentum on offense, yet the Astros are a juggernaut. I'm not exactly sure who will win, but I do think I can count on one thing. Let's talk about line movement. The public is coming on the under around 60%, yet the total has risen from 6.5 to 7 in most places. I find, I find that jump very interesting, as I was already leaning towards the over. I think we have a very solid shot of pushing at this number, but I do believe it will exceed seven runs. The Astros have indicated that they will not set a pitch count for Justin Verlander, but I, my guess is they'll be careful with him. They're set for the playoffs, and extending him late in the season makes zero sense. He threw five no-hit innings against the A's in his return from injury, limiting him to 79 pitches. I don't think we'll see more than six innings, regardless of how well he pitches. 
The narrative that the Orioles' magic has run out is a bit overblown, at least on the offensive side. They still have a very good offense, especially against right-handed pitching. In the last two weeks, the Orioles have a 108 WRC plus against right-handers, ranking ninth in that span. He's only pitched once against the Orioles this season, which was the start, which was the start he only threw three innings and then exited the game. Following Verlander will be baseball's best bullpen, which again could be bad news for the Orioles. Ryan Presley, though, the best of the bunch in their closer, will most likely not be available after throwing in two straight games. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we get a few runs off Verlander and one run against the bullpen. I have the Orioles pegged at around three runs. And while I'm expecting three runs from the Orioles, I'm expecting Houston to win this game in the end. Kyle Bradish's stuff has looked much better in the second half, but he has been pretty inconsistent. In his last start against the Astros, he threw eight shutout innings while only allowing two hits. I expect that to reverse today as you can't hold this Astros offense down like that more than once and Bradish has just been inconsistent. In the last two weeks, the Astros have a 116 WRC plus against right-handed pitching, ranking 8th in baseball during that span. The Orioles' bullpen got a night off after Jordan Lyles threw a complete game, but my thinking is they'll be used plenty today after Bradish got roughed up. The reason the Orioles' magic has fallen off hasn't really been the offense, it's been this bullpen. They rank 20th in bullpen ERA at 4.31 with a 3.59 FIP. They're not impervious to allowing runs, especially against an offense as lethal as Houston. I think Houston wins this game 5-3, to three, and I could take Houston run line, but the Orioles have been the most profitable team at home, and I'm not about to fade them, so I like the over. And this does feel like a kind of hold-your-breath over but I do think it has a very solid shot of landing at 7 or going over. There are just too many variables here that work for going under the total, especially this low. So the pick is Astros versus Orioles over 7, which is minus 105, which is 1.05 units to win one unit. Second game, Atlanta Braves versus the Philadelphia Phillies at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. It's Max Freed, a lefty for the Braves, who's 13-6 with a 2.52 ERA and a 1.02 whip, taking on Ranger Suarez, a lefty for the Phillies, who's 9-5 with a 3.53 ERA and a 1.30 FIP. We head to Philadelphia for the first game of a four-game set. This will be a dogfight until the end, as both teams are gunning for respective spots in the playoffs. Atlanta is attempting to keep pace with the Mets, and the Phillies need to keep winning to hold off the Brewers for the last remaining wildcard spot. We have a very solid pitching matchup, but the offense should be there. Normally, we see games like this go into extra innings. The Braves have the advantage today in most aspects, but the, but the familiarity between these two teams and starting pitchers is screaming a 5-4 game for me. I believe we are getting value on this over and with how good these starters have been on the surface. Max Freed has been awesome this season, but he hasn't been as awesome against the Phillies. His last start against the Phillies, and this will now be his fourth appearance against them this season. We saw this exact matchup just five days ago where the Braves ended up winning 7-2. It was decided by the bullpens as Freed threw six innings of two-run ball. The Braves' bullpen has also been working hard lately. They haven't had an off day since September 15th, and none of the starters have given them much length. Ranger Suarez just faced the Braves as well, turning in six innings of one-run ball. The start was on the road, where he's been much better this season. He's rocking a 4.70 ERA at Citizens Bank Park, but a 2.67 ERA on the road. His issue this year is right-handed bats as well, and the Braves lineup is full of them. This will now be his fifth appearance against the Braves, and he hasn't been all that great against them. Over four starts, he's allowed 10 in runs, 13 total runs, in 22 innings to give him a 4.09 ERA. The Phillies' bullpen behind Suarez has had major work over the past few days. Most of the high-leverage arms have thrown 20-plus pitches in the past two days, so the regular bullpen should, shouldn't should be at full strength. Sir Anthony Dominguez, the closer, threw 25 pitches yesterday and allowed two earned runs. David Robertson and Jose Alvarado threw 18 pitches yesterday. We should expect some of them to pitch, but they won't be fully ready to dominate. I do see this game ending in nine runs, so I feel, again, we are getting plenty of value on this over. The hitters know both the starters and relief pitchers very well, 
But don't expect this to hit early on. This is one of those overs that I believe hits at the end. The pick, Braves versus Phillies over 7.5, which is minus 110. That is 1.1 units to win one unit. Let's go into my baseball prop of the day before we get into into the NFL on prize picks. And this is what I'm going to pair with my football picks to get the best value possible. So make sure you use code just baseball or code just gridiron for a full instant deposit match. Might as well use some free money in order to play along with us. That is Hunter Green over seven strikeouts on prize picks. On books, we see him at over seven and a half at around plus 110. I do think it's a very solid book play as well if you are inclined to use something other than prize picks which of course is of course your prerogative but seven is the line that is on prize picks and I really do like this line against the Brewers first the Brewers have been striking out a lot against righties lately they rank in the top 10 in strikeout rate both in September and in the past two weeks Hunter Green is a strikeout artist and I do think this game is going to be very low scoring and I do think that we see a very solid outing from Hunter Green today. I'm not willing to bet on the under because of course it is at Great American Ballpark and it's tough to gauge especially at that ballpark. It's also tough to gauge how well Hunter Green will pitch. But what I do know is that the strikeouts will be there for the 100-mile-an-hour flamethrower, one of the hardest throwers in MLB. His slider looked great. He looked great in his return. I'm willing to take his strikeouts in this spot against the Milwaukee Brewers. Let's talk football. Browns versus Steelers. Currently, we have a total of 38.5, and the Browns are currently minus 4 favorites. I don't know who's going to win. I'll be honest with you. Mike Tomlin is amazing as a dog and Kevin Stefanski has been terrible against his division. But the Browns are a better team than the Steelers are and they're at home. I lean towards the Browns minus four, but not enough for me to really go with it because I think this game is going to be really low scoring and I think it's going to be tough to gauge how these offenses play. Here's some stats for you and these I found a bunch of these different trends from Wager Talk, from Action Network, from Covers.com. I want to credit all of them for these trends because all of these trends are pointing me towards one pick. And I think after hearing it, you're going to understand where I'm coming from. And of course, then we'll get to my two NFL props. Mike Tomlin road unders are 70, 50, and 1, winning at a 58% rate. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach for the Cleveland Browns, his unders with totals below 44, 6, and 2. 75%. Mitch Trubisky, unders with total below 43, 16-5, winning at a 76% rate ATS. September unders since 2014 with totals 37 to 40, 15 and 8, 65% rate. Thursday night unders with totals 40 or below, 20 and 6 and 2 against the spread, 77%. Thursday night unders with totals 37 to 40. 18, 3, and 1 against the spread, 86%. Primetime under so far this season, 6, 0, and 1. 80, what, 90%? 100%? If you kind of push? Okay. Everything is pointing us towards the under here, right? It's super, super low. I didn't like it initially, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like it initially because it's just so low and I felt that Cleveland was going to score. But the one factor, uh, well, we have all of these trends, but the one factor that is pointing me towards it and I just have to place it as my favorite bet for this game 
his 20-mile-an-hour wins. It's going to be very, very tough for both of these quarterbacks to throw the ball today. It's going to be based on the run game. Both teams know this, and they will be stopping each other. We will see plenty of punts. It's going to be a game where you turn off the TV after half because it's 7-3, to three, and you just go to bed with a 17-13 to 13 type finish. I don't think the Steelers will score much. Najee Harris is still banged up. Mitch Trubisky, I just don't believe in. He's a short pass merchant. I don't think that he's going to push the ball downfield, especially with the wind. Big plays, I feel like, will be extremely limited in this spot. So I'll be on the under 38 and a half. You know, I've seen it go down because of the wind. I've seen it go down as much as 37 and a half. I mean, most books are going to be at 38. That's where I see it mostly. But I've seen a 37 and a half. That's why I point to it. I still would go under. But... Of course, I like it better at 38.5. I would be careful with this game. So I'm going to be playing more props. So don't think that this is like, oh, because I read all the trends and I like it, that this is some lock. You know, this is a one-unit play. I like it. I don't love it. I want to make that clear. But what I do love is some of these props. And the first one is Kareem Hunt over 64.5 total yards. I think that this will be a running back bonanza. And Nick Chubb is the most bet on prop. And his rushing yards is not as high as I would have thought. He's also the taco on prize picks. And we know that more often than not, if you've been on prize picks, if you've been listening to this podcast, more often than not, the most bet prop of the day tends to not do as well. I think that the Browns will be using both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in this attack. I think that's why they're lowering Nick Chubb. For that reason. So I'm going to jump on Kareem Hunt because this will be a running back game. I think that he will be a big factor in the passing game. We know no TJ Watt and the Steelers in general just don't have that great of a rushing defense and they haven't been great against pass catching running backs. So I have both sides of Kareem Hunt. I like his over receiving yards. I like his over rushing yards. So I'm just going to take his total yards. However, Kareem Hunt can give it to us. We're going to get it. Kareem Hunt over 64.5 total yards. I also like Jacoby Brissett over 9.5 rushing yards. The reason being, this is a little cheeky, but of course, Jacoby Brissett has gone far over this in both games so far. But the reason I like it more and more and more because of the wind. I feel that Jacoby Brissett is going to have it in his mind that he can't throw the ball downfield as much because he doesn't know what's going to happen with the wind. I feel that Jacoby Brissett is going to bounce outside and all he has to do is scramble a couple of times and we'll hit this over. I do think that 9.5 is just too low, that the books have not adjusted to Jacoby Brissett, and I do feel that we're going to see a lot of scrambles outside the pocket when he can't find his receivers, when guys like Minka Fitzpatrick just blanket these Cleveland receivers, and he will go over 9.5 rushing yards so just to recap I have the over seven in Astros versus Orioles I have the over seven and a half in Braves versus Phillies I have the under 38 and a half in Steelers versus Browns and my three props which you should use on prize picks in order to get a 5x instead of what might be a plus 270 line on books 5x on prize picks Hunter Green over strikeouts seven Kareem Hunt over 64 and a half total yards and Jacoby Brissett over nine and a half rushing yards. Thank you all for listening. Of course, I'm going to keep trying winning for you guys. Remember, nothing is a lock in sports. We are on a heater right now, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean we will continue to win every day. Use this for research. Don't tail blindly. If you do, I'm on these. But we have to remember that it is not gambling advice.